Welcome back to another episode of Farm to Fire. This episode will offer a glimpse into the amazing variety of specialized cigar tobaccos being grown around the globe. The most exciting aspect of contemporary cigar growing regions is that many places are just beginning to realize their potential. In the last half century, and more so in the last decade, there have been extraordinary developments and improvements in the premium cigar cultivation. Each region we'll go over today has specific advantages, potential, and challenges associated with it. A deeper analysis will reveal the uniqueness of each cigar growing region. So let's dive on into it. The precious, precious, precious tobacco plant depends on select regions of the world where the soil, climate, topography, people, skill, and tradition converge. The best cigar tobacco is grown between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn along the equator. Of course, cigars are grown from Canada to New Zealand, but the best are grown in these tropics. Great cigars are grown in valleys where they benefit from nutrient erosion, condensation irrigation, and sunlight manipulation. Let's start with Africa. Central African Republic and Cameroon originally descended from Sumatran seed. Today's Central African varietals are known for their rich flavors and aromas. The hardy soils in this region of Africa yield a distinctive tobacco that does not need much fertilization and is grown under direct sunlight. Consistent climate and clouded conditions allow wrapper cultivation without the use of a shade cloth. Central African tobacco lends itself to wrapper production due to its appearance, supple texture, and resilient strength. These wrappers have luscious dark brown color, often with an attractive reddish tint to it. They're fuller flavored and can have a unique toothy or grainy texture to it. Traditionally, most Central African tobacco produce smaller leaves. Today, the quality and size of the leaves are making larger wrapper leaves, making larger cigars possible. The cigar growing regions in these countries are typically isolated with rainforests and mountains. Growing tobacco in Africa is a very labor and resources intensive enterprise. While the French started growing and developing Central African tobacco in the 1950s, the quality was more generic or the commodity oriented rather than luxury. Throughout the 1990s, the Mirapol family pioneered the development of premium Central African tobacco by investing heavily in infrastructure and human resources. Due to the isolation of much of the great cigar growing areas, the entire villages were built and labor forces relocated in order to produce premium tobacco. Today, the supply of Central African tobacco is much closer to meeting consumer demand because of the sacrifices, commitment, and the long-term vision of these extraordinary cigar makers. Now let's move on to Asia. The tradition of growing cigar tobacco in Indonesia, specifically on the tropical islands of Sumatra and Java, goes back hundreds of years. 
The rich volcanic soils of the island produce a tobacco with color, flavor, and aroma characteristics that are between Connecticut and Central African varieties. This seed varietal grown in Indonesia is distinctive and old enough to merit its own name, Sumatra. Sumatran seed tobacco is grown extensively in Mexico and Ecuador as well. Whether grown in Sumatra or extirpated to other countries, Ecuadorian Sumatra or Mexican Sumatra, this tobacco is consistently dark in color, rich in flavor, not particularly complex, and produces excellent wrapper leaves. Tobacco from the Philippines is popular as a filler component in many small and machine-made cigars. These tobaccos are rarely found in today's premium and luxury products. Philippine islands are not especially famous for growing premium tobacco leaf, but they do produce enough mild and subtly rich tobacco to merit mention. And of course, we have Cuba, the birthplace of premium cigar tobacco. The agricultural curing and fermentation traditions that are used throughout the world today were first developed in Cuba. The best tobacco growing area in Cuba lies in the western part of the island in the Pinar del Rio province and within the Buleta Abajo region of that province. The Buleta Abajo Valley is considered the most famous cigar growing region in the world. It gets around 65 inches of rainfall per year, yet only two of those inches fall during the growing season. Condensation irrigation and mechanical irrigation methods can be used to supplement water during the growing season. Excellent tobacco is also grown in the central region of Cuba. Cuba is famous for its robust flavor. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> Cuban tobacco is famous for its robust flavor fuller body and spicy aromas. The unique microclimate in the soil of Cuba creates supple and strong leaves, which can be exquisite in appearance, flavor, and aroma, as we all know. And now for my second favorite tobacco from the Dominican Republic. Known in the trade as DR, this island neighbor of Cuba has become one of the world's most exquisite tobacco growing regions. Thanks in part to indigenous tobacco culture and many years on painstaking investment and labor, the DR is easily one of the premier tobacco growing regions in the world today. Historically, DR produced relatively mild filler tobaccos, but the last two decades have seen this country develop fuller and heavier bodied tobaccos and wrapper leaves. The two main families of tobacco grown in the DR are Olor Dominicano and Palito Cubano. Olor Dominicano is the family of tobacco that is indigenous to the Dominican Republic, and it produces a thinner and less substantive leaf than the Piloto. Olor tobaccos are prized for their complex aromas and excellent burning and blending qualities. Piloto plants in the DR tend to be fuller bodied and more resilient than their Olor counterparts. The main growing region in DR centers around the city of Santiago. 
which is the northern part of the country, nestled in the Chabo River Valley between two mountain ranges. The soil, people, and conditions in this area can produce amazing array of quality tobacco. Now in Jamaica, while there are indigenous and wild forms of Nicotiana growing throughout this island nation, there was never a deeply rooted cigar culture in Jamaica. Around 1975, Cuban immigrants brought tobacco seeds to Jamaica and started the local cigar industry. Over the last century, many popular brands have used Jamaican tobaccos as part of their filler blends. There have also been a number of very famous brands, including Royal Jamaica and Macanudo, rolled there as well. For a multitude of reasons, including war, hurricanes, and labor problems, the island has failed to achieve the status momentum of neighboring Cuba and the Dominican Republic. The final chapter on toba Jamaican tobacco has yet to be written. Now, Puerto Rico has been growing and producing premium cigars for hundreds of years. Puerto Rican cigar tobacco is sun-grown, relatively mild in taste, and has good burning qualities. This relatively unexciting description, coupled with higher local production costs, is why Puerto Rican tobacco remains relatively obscure in the premium cigar marketplace. Now, Costa Rica is known for its extraordinary ecosystems, volcanoes, and tropical forests. Costa Rica has emerged as a boutique grower of premium cigar leaf over the last decade. While the country produces some premium filler and binder tobacco, dark and Maduro wrapper leaves from Costa Rica is becoming popular substitute for Brazilian, Mexican, and broadleaf varietals. And just a quick little tobacconist tip, the greatest cigar tobacco growing regions are found in valleys. The topography of valleys provides the benefit of nutrient erosion and condensation irrigation. Next is Honduras. Honduras is home to its own wild variety of Nicotiana Campaneco, and it's also regarded as an ideal place to grow Cuban and Connecticut seed varietals for premium cigars. In the southeastern part of Honduras, just north of the Nicaraguan border, lies the most significant premium cigar tobacco producing region in the country, the town of Danli. In the Jamastran Valley, both in the province of El Paris, these areas are the epicenter of the cigar production and primary growing region for the country's best tobacco. Since the 1960s, cigar makers have been likening the Jamestren Valley Pinar del Rio, and judging from the full-body tobacco they grow, there are many similarities. Today, Connecticut shade-grown and Corona shade-grown tobaccos are cultivated extensively throughout the region. Additionally, Honduras also produces very large amount of Cuban seed sun-grown filler tobaccos, which are found in hundreds of brands today. Honduran premium cigar tobacco production is of high quality, dynamic, and consistently improving. And then there's Mexico. In the San Andres Valley, southeast of Port City, Veracruz, nestled between volcanoes and a large lake, is the Mexican cigar country. 
While some Mexican cigars have had a less than spectacular reputation, it belies the fact that many premium and famous brands use Mexican fillers and wrappers in their blends. Personally for me, San Andreas wrapper, one of my all-time favorite wrappers, so delicious and bold, and to me I get very leathery notes out of it. I love it. The soil in the San Andreas Valley is extraordinarily rich and produces distinctive tasting tobacco. Until 1966, when tobacco import duties were dropped, Mexico produced primarily puros, which consumers either loved or hated. Regardless of personal preference, Mexican tobaccos are distinctive and a fill a special niche in the marketplace. The most famous of Mexican cigar tobaccos is San Andreas Negro. Like Connecticut Broadleaf, San Andreas Negro was traditionally stalk cut and lends itself to binder and Maduro wrapper production. This varietal is a tough leaf that can withstand the extra fermentation required to produce a Maduro. Other varietals such as Mexican Sumatra are also successfully grown in the San Andreas Valley. Now my favorite, favorite, favorite tobacco, Nicaraguan. Since the 1960s, Nicaragua has had many political difficulties that's disrupted and inhibited cigar tobacco production. But over the last decade, Nicaragua has proven itself capable of producing some of the most rich, spicy, aromatic, and complex tobacco in the world. In the northern part of the country, not far from the Honduran border, are the towns of Esteli and Condega. Esteli is home to the majority of Nicaraguan cigar production, but both tens are surrounded by volcanic soil and fertile land that produces lush fields of Cuban seed tobacco. Northeast of Esteli and Condega is the Jalapa Valley. So like many locations in the world of cigars, the Jalapa is remote and difficult to get to, but the land is fertile and produces tobacco of extraordinary quality. If the last decade is an indication of the potential for Nicaraguan cigar tobacco, then our palates have much reason to be very excited. Then there's North America Connecticut River Valley. There are two distinctive varietals being grown in this unexpected North American region. Connecticut Shade and Connecticut Broadleaf. Just north of Hartford, Connecticut lies an amazing cigar growing area known as the Connecticut River Valley. The term Connecticut is not limited to the state, but it refers to the river that runs through Massachusetts. The soil in this valley is of glacial origins, which means it was deposited after the last ice age. It is less robust than volcanic soil and produces a smooth, creamy, and light-flavored tobacco. Then there's Connecticut Shade. In 1900, a Cuban seed varietal was brought to the valley in an attempt to simulate the Sumatra seed wrapper tobacco that was already being imported into the country. The Sumatra seed grown in the valley gave poor results, but the Cuban seed grown under shade with a muslin or cheesecloth successfully gave birth to the Connecticut shade grown wrapper. Due to its northern location, the growing season in Connecticut is earlier in the year between May and September. And then the plains are 
the plains. <laughs> the plants are tall and elegant, reaching heights of over 10 feet. Today, Connecticut shade is one of the world's most prized and beautiful wrapper leaves. It has extraordinary strength, small veins, silky texture, and consistently light to tan golden brown color. Then there's Connecticut broadleaf, which Connecticut shade is tall, elegant, smooth, and silky. Its counterpart, the Connecticut broadleaf plant, is small with enormous leaves. Broadleaf varietals can be grown next to Connecticut shade, but must be directly under the sun. They are the stalk cut instead of being primed like the shade-grown plants, and they require more fermentation than their shade-grown neighbors. The Connecticut broadleaf tobacco is a dense and oily tobacco that darkens easily and is commonly used as a Maduro cigars as a wrapper. Over the last century, broadleaf has been a popular wrapper for many mass market cigars, but with extra care and fermentation, it yields excellent wrappers for premium cigars. Connecticut broadleaf grows a little thicker, rougher, and oilier than the Mexican broadleaf. Next, we have Brazil. Tobacco has been probably been smoked in Brazil in pipe and cigar for almost as long as tobacco has been smoked by humans. Most Brazilian tobacco is produced for domestic and European cigarettes and machine-made cigars. Premium tobacco did not gain momentum in Brazil until the 1960s. Brazilian cigar tobaccos occupy an important niche in the wrapper maker and is emerging as a popular filler tobacco as well. In the eastern province of Bahia, I think, Bahia, Bahia, there is a small swath of land less than 200 miles across called Reconcavo, Reconcavo Basin. <laughs> it's bordered to the east by the Bat of All Saints and then the Atlantic Ocean. The Reconcavo Basin produces a distinctive wrapper tobacco called the Matafina. It is its lesser cousin, Mata Sul and Mata Norte, which means stronger. Matafina is sun-grown tobacco that is typically made into wrappers. It has a dark color, mild to medium strength, rich in flavor, is very aromatic, and has natural sweetness that yields excellent Oscuro and Maduro colored wrappers. And Colombia! The thought that Colombia produces premium cigar tobacco actually surprises a lot of people. Historically speaking, Colombian cigar tobacco varietals have had a reputation for being tough, thick, and requiring heavy fermentation. Contemporary cigar blenders are searching to find a distinctive filler tobacco that will balance and set their... What? <laughs> I definitely made a typo here. This can't be right. Okay, hold on. Contemporary cigar blenders are searching f to find a distinctive filler tobacco that will balance and set their brains apart. <laughs> That's not right. Anyways, more, <laughs> more than a few modern brands are currently using Colombian fillers to accomplish that goal. 
Current use of Colombian tobacco is an excellent example of how cigar blenders and growers push the limits of luxury tobacco to create and discover new delicacies and possibilities. The future is looking good for premium Colombian cigar tobacco. And next we have Ecuador. Located on the northwestern coast of South America, Ecuador has been growing premium cigar filler and wrappers since the 1960s. Its unique location provides Ecuadorian-grown tobacco with consistent cloud cover throughout the growing season. Ecuadorian wrappers are said to be cloud-grown instead of shade-grown. This naturally diffused light diminishes vein size, yields thinner leaves, and creates a supple leaf with consistent color. Ecuador is famous for having over 30 volcanoes and extremely rich volcanic soil. The in Ecuador, most tobacco is grown in the foothills of Andean mountains. The greatest threat to Ecuadorian tobacco is the El Nino effect. When the Pacific waters warm up, tremendous amounts of rain are unleashed in Ecuador, which makes tobacco cultivation impossible. The two most popular seed varietals grown in Ecuador are Connecticut and Sumatran. Both Ecuadorian Sumatra and Ecuadorian Connecticut plants exhibit milder strength and flavor when grown in Ecuador, perhaps due to the unique cloudiness or different soil. Ecuadorian Connecticut plants can grow over 10 feet tall, while other Ecuadorian Sumatra counterparts mature at approximately 6 feet. In Peru, while this Andean nation does not have long tradition of growing premium cigar tobacco, it does have some ideal growing areas. Currently, some famous brands are using Peruvian filler as distinctive taste and aroma component in their blends. As long as cigar makers seek new ways to differentiate their blends, the future per for Peruvian tobacco seems promising. And last but not least, there's Venezuela. Similar to Colombia, there is a recent trend developing for premium cigar tobacco in Venezuela. While the country has cigar traditions going back hundreds of years, it has the potential to emerge as a viable premium filler producer for the world market. Ah, tobacco is just so freaking cool. It's just so freaking cool. It's so mind-blowing to me how unique every single cigar in the world is. We truly take for granted the work put into these cigars that we hold in our hands, that were hand-rolled from these incredible cigar makers from all over the world. Just what a beautiful process. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're cherishing and appreciating your cigar even more now after this episode, if you weren't already. Stay tuned for the next Farm to Fire episode where, we're go where, we, where we will go through the process from the seed to the cigar. Happy smoking. I will talk to you all soon.